Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! drive my car you know i'm gonna be a star beep 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 yeah welcome to the comfortable and chaos podcast i am your host eric helberg and you know we are on part two of baby you can drive my car who's actually gonna end up a star here man Who is going to end up a star? So let's continue where we left off on Baby You Can Drive My Car Part 1. And we left with a couple of different answers. On one side, we had the heathen unchurched. And then on the other side, and of course, we kind of correlated that to a little bit of Nelly. Let's just drop the discourse. You don't want to play games? Okay, let's go to the hotel. Then on the right-hand side, we had the morally grounded church-going brethren. We can get more specific than that, Bible reading, etc., etc. But on that answer, okay, no game plan. Let's go meet my pastor. If he thinks you're cool, let's run on down to the courthouse and let's get married. So why don't we add one more into the mix? We're talking about cars. Okay, young ladies older ladies, and all in between. It's time for a car buying experience. So, you're fully prepared to make this deal. And you don't want any games to be played. In fact, you have expressed it. At some point in the relationship, maybe right here and now, maybe at its very inception in order to keep yourself guarded and to get what it is that you want. So the next time you go to buy a car, go ahead, and I'm sure this is what you do. Take out every bit of cash you have, or if you are presumptively wealthy, um, leave certain amounts of your stacks back home and or in your safe and or in your coffee cans. Roll up to that dealer with a briefcase full of dinero, and you go in there, the salesman meets you out in the parking lot as you're getting out, and you're like, I'm here to buy a car. How about a Suburban? Need a Suburban. And the salesman's like, okay, let me show you some. And you're like, I already have my money. No, sir, no game playing here. I've got my money. He's like, okay, well, great. Looks down at your briefcase. Y'all walk out on the lot. Any particular color you want? I mean, we've got some brand new from the factory. I mean, all the bells and whistles, that's what I want. All the bells and whistles, everything that it can provide me. I want the very best. Well, okay. Well, here is our MSRP on this particular loaded model. All right, hand over the briefcase. Is that how you buy your cars? Hmm. Do you have enough cash in there, ma'am, for this transaction? Well, apparently she does. Great. Done deal. Does it happen that way? Not really. 
And she knows it too if she's honest. Of course, women play games. We all do. It's called, even at the beginning of a relationship, based upon how it progresses, the depth at that time. Certainly in an evolved relationship, this gamesmanship is called maintaining actual needs. Needs. We all have inherent needs, yes, that without them it's inescapable to be able to live effectively. They have not one damn thing to do with wants and desires. So yes, in the course of this gamesmanship of life, you have to maintain needs, you have to negotiate wants, and you simply have to try to live each day of this everyday life, one at a time, which also requires skill and finesse, ebb and flow. And when you remove the ability from one party to do that in a perspective and or a maintained or wherever you are in your relationship, if you remove that aspect from one of the other persons, you have nothing left to work with, only silence. And in your course of not playing games so that you can actually get what it is that you want, here is what is going to happen, women. Unbeknownst to you, in your protectionary status, you are going to create a prison for yourself, whereby in the sentence... Well, that's yet to be determined. It really depends how long you've been in this thing. You are setting yourself up to serve some serious time. Well, how could that be, Eric? You see, when you cancel out the normal flow of everyday life and interchanges... The ability to to discuss, barter, and deal. You actually resign yourself to receiving the same. Because this man who has now chosen you and or has been with you is only allowed to do his level-headed best. And I guarantee you, his head has definitely been on a swivel. He's simply trying to maintain a modicum of grace, understanding, and figure out what to do. But let's say he is a good man and he has remained level-headed. He is stuck in simply trying to provide you with performative, meaning performative, masculinity. And that is exactly what you have requested. Kind of like the old Taylor Dane song. Prove your love. You've got to prove your love. Oh yeah, prove it to me, baby. Prove it. Who the hell's the judge and jury over that? 
man's killing himself in performative masculinity to show you this, and all you simply have to say is, I'm not convinced. Well, that's really wonderful. Even if you have a creative man, instead of a purely logical man, since apparently men don't have feelings and we are consumed with our feelings as females, right? Well, that creative man is given no room in which to function outside of the lines of your expressed desires. So we went from performative masculinity to a consumptive form of love. So question one, what in God's green earth has this young lady at the beginning and or during an evolved relationship experienced for her to make such ridiculous statements like this? What type of hurt and or pain is she actually running from whereby she is going to give you some type of ultimatum like that and especially at the beginning? Going to remove all other aspects of life and simply say, give me what I want. Well, question two begs to reckon what man on God's green earth would simply fall prey to that? What is it that he is running from and or what type of pain has he experienced that will now allow him because he has become invested in you and or chosen you whereby he would be willing to not play games and solely perform in what your expressed desires or attempt therein are and or have become at the expense of everything else. So you see, you've created women a prison whereby you are now sentenced and you don't have the possibility of an escape because in the course of attempting to get what it is that you want, you have also exiled your mate into that prison of his own existence. And if life is simply going to center around that, that is a very shallow life indeed. And I would venture to tell you, not much life at all. Let's carry this forward into, baby, you can drive my car, prove your love. Part 3, on the next episode of the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I am your host, Eric Helberg. Leave me a new review. Follow the show, it costs you nothing. And let's get back together for episode number three of this series. Thank you, man. 
Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comp